Snow Horse and the Polar Bear is the show you're listening to. Sarah Cody is my guest for part two. The uh, We were going to talk about a lot of things, but um, one of the things I want to segue into, she was talking about uh, finding out about God uh, in, that in our uh, actually first reading together, that I told her that she was going to be, I've forgotten the word so you know, about talking to God or hearing from God or working for God or something. I don't know. Because I know, because I remember you saying, there's a drum roll. <laughs> I guess you're working for God. Is is uh, I know you were you were saying on the last podcast, and I believe you had told me that you're like right, yeah, right, lady. Well, you know, yeah, give, give I, me the good stuff. Wait, know, yeah, I just I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't grow up with God. I didn't grow up going to church. Not that that has anything to do with God, but so I just. I wouldn't say that I called myself an atheist. I, I felt more like I just believed in karma and the universe. And if you're good, if you know, if you're good to others, others will be good to you. Mm-hmm. Um, let me interject one second here for teaching purpose. Uh, I want to let the people know under my opinion and uh, expertise, if you will, that karma is an earthly term and that what it re- what karma really is, is a person who knows they're doing wrong when they know they're doing wrong and they believe they're getting away with it. They expect, because they're good, retribution. You know, that it's going to come back and get them in some way, whether they consciously think it or not. They already know when a person, because there are people that don't believe they're doing anything wrong, and they are getting away with everything because they don't believe they've done anything wrong. I mean, truly in their core. Truly. The, the worst of people. Yes. You know what I mean? They, they, are, they are a hand puppet for Satan. but I've lived it. Yeah, <laughs> because they're after you during your relationships. Yep. You know, I mean, that's how Satan works. Yep. You know what I mean? He's, he uses people just like God, but God is has to be invited, and Satan just waltzes in and, you know, eats the lunch and pops the bag and says, what, what's your problem? You let me in. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, so let's go from there to uh, some of the other things you're doing. So some of the other things I'm doing. So I also, in my vast uh, different lives in my past, um, I worked past this lifetime. This life, yeah, right. yes. I'm just that's my my <laughs> joke. Um, I had a a paid position at what used to be called the Oakland County Pioneer and Historical Society, which is located in Pontiac. Um, what is the purpose of that? So it is the twelfth governor of Michigan's old homestead. Mm-hmm. He had about 320 acres at one point. Yeah, um, he was a lawyer. He was a gentleman farmer. He also was the governor. And good guy, good guy, oh, yeah, good guy. I never met him, but right. good guy from all, all things I can tell. Um, and we have his remaining five acres, so we have the carriage house, which is his, which is now our offices and our research library. There's the old governor's mansion, um, outhouse, smokehouse, root cellar, and the outdoor summer kitchen. Oh, yay, that's really cool. And we actually have the Drayton Plains one-room schoolhouse that was moved to the property in the 60s. They they drove it right down Dixie Highway, mm-hmm. which is now Caesar Chavez. Remind right me to there. tell you a story about a house moving. But okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I worked there, mm-hmm. and then just after that became a volunteer, um, and now I'm on the board of directors, and I'm the vice president. Wow. So I love... No wonder I can't get a hold of you. <laughs> <laughs> little little busy sometimes. I mean, I was... Before COVID, woof, I, I was really busy, but... Slowed down a lot, but... Mm-hmm. Yay, COVID. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, also, I run the Oakland County Permaculture Meetup, 
which is very dear to my heart. It's been going for almost eight years now. Explain what permaculture is so the oh, people boy. that don't know. I didn't know. I know. And I still don't really. I, I just, I say gardening. Mm-hmm. I say gardening. I say homesteading. Um, it's just different than monoculture. Monocu- monoculture would be one crop of corn, one crop of soy, one crop of wheat. Permaculture incorporates plant relationships. And rotation? Not, no. How they work together? It would be more, um, let's say you plant a tree, Mm -hmm. and then you plant some comfrey next to the tree, which would be nitrogen fixing for the tree. It's all about the plant relationships, and and then also having the diversity, Mm -hmm. not just having that one crop, miles and miles of it, where you have to poison it, and, you know, just kind of helping these plants along in their natural environment, the relationships, you know, planting something that would repel bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that it, there is something out there that yes, would do that. Yes, yes. Nat- and, and I'm definitely not an expert on this subject. I've mm-hmm. never taken the PDC. I have a lot of friends PDC? That are permaculture design course. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> um, I stumbled upon the group. I, I actually threw my old boss at Oiko Street Crops. Um, and his name? Ken Asmus. Right. Let's give credit there. Yes. Ken, I'll see you this weekend. I'm so excited. It's <laughs> been many, many years. Um, it, but you guys are, when you're uh, doing these meetups, so they can find it online. So we're on Facebook. Facebook. It's just Oakland County Permaculture Meetup. And then we're also on the meetup site, meetup.com. Okay. And so in this, I do know that when I get the heads up that it's happening, isn't it usually on Wednesdays? We usually do the second Wednesday of the month. Got a problem with that if you're coming I, back. Well, a lot, I know. I love you, babe. I know. I know. Well, we'll have to switch it up. See, see what happens. The uh, so that being said, you guys go to different people's properties, or uh, yeah, we go to different farms. We go to different people's properties. We see what's going on. We get tours. We share knowledge. You have a a, 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 um, a potluck. Oh, we have the best potluck. Before we haven't done it since COVID, but before COVID, man, ooh, that, I, would, I wouldn't eat their... all day, and I because I would just munch on the whole <laughs> <laughs> potluck. Because I, I mean, everybody brings homemade right, goodness from their properties, from their properties, or their mostly. knowledge. Yeah. Putting things together. Yeah. A lot of talented, talented people in, in many different aspects. That's in, a, It's that exciting group. to know. It, it is. I enjoy meeting people who like what they're doing. And I'm, I'm going to share with you this a little piece of knowledge for people out there looking for relationships. If, for women in particular, if you can find a man who has a healthy respect for himself, likes himself without going overboard, but loves what he does for employment and has a uh, hobby of some sort that he enjoys. This is a happy man. Those are the ones that you should be looking for or being aware when they come calling. Because a man who does not like what he does every day is not a nice man to live with. And they take it, they, people, take it out on everyone. I recommend men in particular, when they're looking for a woman, to know that the best way, whether I will be hard-pressed to have women speak up against what I'm about to say, but if the man could pay attention to what the woman really likes in her life, if it's her children or her garden or her animals or her house, whatever it is she really likes, if he will help her with it, you know, either give her the time for it. Women should give men the time for their hobby. And for men towards women should be able to say, let me, you know, what do your children need? What can I do for your animals? Is there anything I can do with that garden of yours? Is there something I can get you for? Can I help you with it? 
even a little bit, the women are going to do whatever you want for the rest of your life because you help them with what they love. They will love you for loving that. Amen. I'm going to share with you just a quick, there was a gentleman, I, I can call him that, <laughs> who, was, who was interested in me for at least 15 years. Finally, you know, he, he, at one point he actually uh, called me to come um, negotiate a relationship, is his words, that I kind of laughed. And I said, what exactly does that mean? He says, well, just come over and, and we'll go through it. I said, great. So I go to his house, you know, a minor castle type of affair, clear money in a tasteful way, and, he, and, a, and a builder. I mean, he could do just about anything. And if he couldn't do it, he had money to do it. So anyway, he had an expansive uh, deck that he built, an amazing three-level affair. And he had a swing that you could sit on either side of it and a little table in the middle of this swinging affair, and, and back and forth it swang. And I said, so how's this work? He, he brought out cheese and crackers and some wine. And uh, we're talking. And he says, well, I'm going to tell you what I bring to the table. And he told me everything he had told me over the years. He could take me around the world, buy the finest clothes. I'd have the finest car, any house I wanted. And um, <laughs> same, same exact stuff. And, he says, and then he says to me, he says, now it's your turn. I said, well, what do you want? He says, what do you have to bring to the table? I said, Mike, I am the effing table. And he says, and that's why I want you, because you are the table. And so some years passed, and he asked me again. And I tried to set him up with somebody that I thought was fairly decent. And uh, unfortunately, he was fairly crude in front of her and saying, you know, I'm not looking for your friends. I'm looking for you. And in front of my friend and in front of him, I told him, I said, you know, if you had ever cared to ask, what is it you need, Lisa? Or what, what, is, what do you love? What do you do? Well, what is it you need? What, and then I would be able to speak to it. I said, you, you knew I had animals. I said, if you really thought that you would, and I have primates, that you would allow a monkey to walk up onto your lap and wrap its arms around you. He says, well, you never let me come over. I said, you never mentioned my animals. It's the one thing I love. You know, in order to travel the world, they would have to have a caretaker that's trained and somebody I trusted. I don't need to dress up. I mean, give me a pair of overalls, <laughs> you know, and muck boots. And that's not the life he wanted. If somehow he saw me and thought otherwise. And he, he was looking through some pair of glasses he needed an adjustment. But it was, it's, the truth is, is he never cared about what I cared about. He cared about what he cared about and how I might be able to supply that. And you've run into it yourself, haven't you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, but a lot, of, a lot of women will think about what men want and try to give it. Yes. You know, food and sex and be there and, and on time and whenever they want and, and run to them for anything. I'm going to tell you, the man is supposed to court the woman. I don't care how new age a person gets. Men like to hunt. And if the deer drops in front of them, it spoils the game. Period. That's all I'm saying, folks. Truth. That's, that's one of the lessons you taught me. Absolutely. It's, it's a big deal. Absolutely. You know, and, it, and Once it, I quit looking and stop looking, right. like everyone tells you. Right. They just show up. I know. They show up. I think they will cross the chains to get into my property. Like, what are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I'm a happy, happy single female. You know, and I, ha I, I you know, in, in, a, in a slight kind of way, I, I say to people, you know, I just, you know, I'm already happy. I don't need somebody coming in and muddling my puddle. You know, I'm, I mean, core to the core happy. 
you know, and so if I, I love to help animals and their people, but the caring that I have for their animals and the people, they are drawn to that just like I'm drawn to Joe, the instructor here. He loves what he's doing and he's good at it and he ain't ugly. He's in my eyes, very handsome, but he is a, he is a happy single male. And never the twain shall meet. <laughs> you know, so, but at least they're out there. You know, these happy men. Yes. You know what I mean? And There's you, a few. Well, you've got one that's fairly happy. He's coming to terms with his own life. Yeah. You know, and, and has, you know, spotted you. Because I'm going to tell people, if they don't know already, biblically speaking, the only thing about men and women finding each other, it says that it's a good thing for, uh, it's, it's good for a man to find a wife. It doesn't say anything about the woman looking. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, go about your business, enjoy your life, find out what you love to do, put your heart into well, it, and yeah. allow the right one to show up. That's exactly what I was doing when this happened. And exactly. It, well, play it out so people can have a testimony, a witness of a person who's doing it. Well, I just, as you know, I love love, and I've just wanted to have my person. Right. That's that's just what I've wanted. Right. My, my person. And I wanted it so bad, I made a lot of mistakes and tried too hard and chased and when I shouldn't have and well let me let me share with you this on that and and I may have said it to you is people that go into a store and say they wear a size eight and and there's no size eight there so they pick a size four and a size 10 it just doesn't work as well as a size eight correct or 12 or 14 or 24 or 36 or whatever it is you know so because they just want that garment that person yeah. And you, you've, you've always picked people that look like they would fit. And some that, that were housed by that which was looking for you. That's another topic. Yes. But what I'm saying is, is this one found you. Yeah. And, and like, I, I had basically just said, forget it. I, I have my dream home now. I'm, you know, everything was falling into place for me. And then, boom, there he is. And you acted on it. I want to give credit to you, too, because in, in point my finger. <laughs> Um, the, the, the way you went about it and the homes you looked at, you know, and what other people will, were willing to do to help you. And what you ultimately did was take it into your own hands, find it on your own, deal with it on your own, and then tell the other people that you've done it. Exactly. Yeah. That I was mean, the I best just, thing you could have done for yourself. Yeah. I had a beautiful historic house in Pontiac. Um, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And I, I loved it. Um, but I need nature. Right. I, I, it's, it's part of my breath. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I, I was looking and looking and looking and then I just knew I found this house. My, my good friend Dina, she went there with me and she said, this is your house. My amazing realtor, he, he was there first. Name uh, the realtor? Uh, James Orr. And where's he work? Oh gosh. Found? Re- Remax. I hope that's right. Is that o- O-R-R? Yes, James okay. O-R-R. Okay. Yes, O-R-R. he's on Facebook. Okay, great. Um, Always giving credit. Yes, yes. Ben Fisher is my mortgage guy. Abstract Title Agency is the, the title agency where I used to work and would never, you know, go anywhere else. They've always taken great care you did of me. Ban- you also did magnificent things in the home that you had in Pontiac. The garden down the street, the, the revamping what you had, helping your neighbors. Oh, There's we a- did cleanups. We had started a community garden. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I miss that neighborhood. I miss the people. That was the most sense of community that I've ever had at any home. It's an I've amazing, ever lived in. amazing thing. Yeah, I mean, beautiful, I, I've, got, I've got chains up and fences are us. You know, shout out to GM Modern Housing in Pontiac. Amen. Um, 
yeah, I miss I miss those people. Once I get settled, I'm going to have everybody <laughs> out of the new place. But Shit yeah, I just I got to the point where I, I knew I, I needed to get back to nature. Mm-hmm. And I found the house. I took Dina there. She said, this is it. And I pulled up in the driveway. And before I even walked in the house, James looked at me and said, this is your house. He and had, he was right. Had he been in it? already he, yeah, yeah. He, he was there before he was me. scouting but that's yeah good. he just he knows me i've known right. him since i was 20 right he he knew what i wanted it's about time you got it and yeah. you did thank you and all while owning the other home too all while owning the and, other home and the, right before the pandemic right but the great news is is to let people know you 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 built on this i mean you prepared for this i did you, i saved i saved well you I not saved. only saved but you unloaded stuff from your house you didn't want or oh, need I did. anymore i did that's a lesson I could learn. <laughs> I did. Stuff took, are us over here. I took, um, I had a lot of time off over the holidays and mm-hmm. I just, I, I went through everything, every box, every drawer, every cupboard, and I just got rid of stuff. And Amazing. That, oh, I felt like that opened me up. Right. You know, just, I have a, I have a saying about when you're, if you're contemplating, should I keep this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's either, is it useful mm-hmm. or do I love it? Mm-hmm. Obviously, or both. Right. But if it's not useful mm-hmm. and I don't absolutely love it. What about things that. One, two, three, <laughs> four. What the F are you keeping that for? Yeah, somebody else gave you that sentence too. Yes, Who my, was that? Oh, my ex-boyfriend a uh, long, long time ago. That's okay. That's a good. Yes. We're giving credit there. He, if you learned anything, yeah. you learned that. Oh, yeah. He, uh, yeah. He but the thing is, what about the, um, on a side note, what about the stuff that you believe is useful in a different moment or time? You know, whether it's a project or whatever, I mean... Yeah, I mean, when I say useful, I mean something that is functional and that I'm going to actually use. In the moment, right. Not a tchotchke. Um, I had a lot of tchotchke. I do, too. (laughs) And I'm the only girl in my family, and so I both grandmas, I got all the grandma tchotchkes. So not only were they cool tchotchkes, they were sentimental tchotchkes. So I've had a hard time getting rid of stuff, and I've just had to say, Grandma, I'm really sorry. I love you. I know you're not this piece of pottery right you know and and then usually i give it away i give it away to friends and i feel good about the fact that i know that person's gonna love that you know and and that is the thing i love to give and if someone is looking for something in fact i will talk to total strangers there anything you need anything anything i might have that you might want you've said that to me (laughs) multiple times (laughs) like please somebody wants something right (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately some men have wanted me and that's uh, i like me i want me for myself the, uh, so that being said, you went on to getting this place. You prepared for that. You had been calling in this right person, yes. trying different yes. outfits on that didn't fit. Correct. Okay with, you know, separating out. Recon- you're recognizing it faster and faster. And, allow- and I tell people another learning moment is that you cannot get the right one if you are continually with the wrong one. God is not going to, I mean, there are men looking for the right one. And the, and God will not provide him with someone that is okay with substandard. Because the right one doesn't deserve that. So if you can allow yourself to be single, and I'm talking the ones that are dating and living with people. I'm not talking those that have committed to a marriage. That's a whole nother subject. And that can be um, rectified and ratified within the relationship because I promise you, the minute a person gets married, I mean the minute, in fact, that next first year can be trials and tribulations because Satan is after marriages. Listen closely, folks. Marriage is a God thing. And I say that because there's not a one man on the planet 
that ever sat down with his buddies and said, you know what we need? We need just one woman. That's what we need. I call bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So marriage is a God thing. Satan is after anything that is of God. And so if a person recognizes that, they can recognize, oh my gosh, I'm in a trial and a trial that Satan is coming after me because I don't know God as well as I could. He's only after the ones that think they know God. So if a person can pretend they, back in the third grade, when the teacher is testing the students and calls out, you know, a question, who's got the answer, people will raise their hand and, oh, 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 pick me, pick me. The teacher doesn't pick that person because they, she knows they've got the answer and they're excited to say it. So if a person would go through their life now as an adult and tell them, Satan, hey, pick me, pick me, I know, I know God, he's not going to pick on you. He's not going to pick on you. If he's testing you and you know God, you're going to come out unscathed because there is a law that says that you have power as a person of God over anything evil, wicked, mean, and nasty, and anything not of this world. You can tell it to buzz off in any words you want. And if, if you call it in the name of Jesus or say, I am a child of God, you have no power here and you know it. And leave it at that. You don't argue with a tester. That's like debating with a moron. You know, you don't, you're not looking to win over Satan or prove you know God by arguing. Even with another person, if you've got something you believe in, anything, and you know it's true 100%, you don't need to convince somebody else you're right. The only reason you would do that if, if in fact, you don't know if you're really right and somebody else needs to tell you you're right. Saints don't argue, and they don't argue because they're right. It's okay if people want to stay stuck on stupid. It's okay. You just have to leave them alone. Let them believe what they want. They're entitled to it. If they're in your house and not aligned with you, you ask them to leave and they have to go, just like telling Satan he's got to go. And he, he knows it, but he knows that you might not know it, and that's why he badgers you and uses people like a hand puppet. I'm going to speak out to a couple of people I know that are being used as a hand puppet as we speak. To these people, any person that is in an argumentative kind of way angry and nasty to others, cussing. And, and it can happen in and out of my day, knowing that that's what Satan is doing. He's using us, and you need to speak out against it because life does not get better by pissing and moaning. If you're going to piss and moan and be angry, put your concerns to God only instead of making a life miserable around you because at that point, you're working for the other team that I call Satan. You, you've helped me with that. You, the word trials. I mean, that, 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 that was a big life changing. Yeah, absolutely. For me too. Absolutely. Yeah. I had a, had a moment with an animal. I may have said this on another podcast because it's, it's a big story. It was in the middle of a blizzard in Michigan and, uh, the car that I drive is low to the ground. And even if I could get out of the driveway, I didn't have a, a vet that would, wouldn't have wanted to put this animal down. It was acting crazy. I mean, out of its mind. And it was eating itself. And I came in and I, you know, I did all that I know to do, the casting out Satan, understanding who's in charge, you know, commanding the word that, that has always worked. And I was so angry and I'm yelling at God. 
I said, you need to F and do something. And I, and I heard God, I mean, th- savagely eating himself, like exposing his spine, at least, at least four to six inches. I mean, I could see his vertebrae, his, his gnashing his teeth and savagely like eating a, eating a piece of meat like he's never eaten before. You know, his, his own tissue and blood dripping from his own mouth. I mean, if I could get my hands on the animal, let alone get it into a container, get it out of the driveway, get it to a vet, you know, what is he going to do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I happen to know better. I also knew Satan was after me. I also knew what to do, and then I started bitching at God and, and swearing. You know, and I'm not using the word effing out loud in, in spelling here, but you get the drift, and that's how angry I was. And God told me, he will be fine. Read the book of James. Now, I knew, number one, I don't read books. I don't have a book of James. I do have a Bible in the household somewhere at that point. And, and I got it after watching The Exorcist in, like, my senior year. <laughs> Ran right out and got one of those and used it as a, you know, cup holder. So, so I, I, I said, are you, I mean, I'm yelling at God. I said, are you looking at what I'm looking at? And I hear him say in my tone, he said, yes, and what did I tell you? So I scrambled to my feet. Now I'm searching the, the uh, house for a Bible because I'm fairly certain he's going to refer me to his own book. I get into it. I open it up to the book of James. It happens to be a, approximately a page and a half long. I laughed out loud because clearly God knows I don't read books. For, for a whole chapter or book to be one and a half pages, the second sentence said to find joy in all trials. I mean, I, I'm, I mean oh my God, I'm in a trial. You know, it wasn't just a problem. And this animal just wasn't, you know, doing this. Satan was using this animal and tormenting this animal to torment me, to torment God, to lose my faith in God. But I went right to God. And as soon as I said that out loud, and I read the whole verse, and I do tell people, I'm telling you guys out there listening, read the book of James out loud, if you, especially if you have an animal in trouble. You don't have to read it to the animal. It, even if it's in the house, it will find its way to you if it can move. Let it come and listen. Even if it doesn't come, read it out loud, because really this is about you and not the animal. But the animal is trying to get you to pay attention to God. And so as you read it out loud, the, the, the sentence that you get to where the animal comes or leaves is the sentence you need to know within that particular book. And I've had other miracles from reading that book too. So in the moment when I read out loud, find joy in all trials, this animal stopped eating himself like cold turkey. I want people in the audience to think about this for a minute. How many people do you know or have heard of that are self-mutilators or cutters? How much therapy, drugs, does it take for people to stop that? Lifetimes, perhaps. And this animal stopped with one sentence and healed with pictures to prove it. Amazing. Amazing. You know, because I recognized the truth in the sentence, the animal took the charge that I gave and stopped and healed. Amazing. No doctor, no doctor would have put up with a crazy animal that was insane enough to eat himself. I mean, picture yourself just gnawing at your arm until you see the arteries and stuff. Unbelievable. In the middle of a snowstorm, I'm telling you folks, Satan will get you when you can't do anything other than God. You have to know to cry out to even the God that you don't know yourself. You were born of it. You're born on the winning team. You cannot lose, cannot lose. The people that are losing are walking away. God doesn't chase anyone. 
just like a good relationship. You know, sinning and, and, and forgiveness and, uh, you know, confession is merely saying, oh, my God, you know, to your husband, to your mate, that is really real, you know, the best of the best, and say, I, I did this, I'm so sorry. The best of the best will say, well, let's work on that. Thank you for letting me know. It's a beautiful thing. You know, yeah. and then you're and then you're back working for God. And it can come in and out of the day, like every hour. You know, yeah, Satan, Satan's after I've us. I've said that phrase quite a bit. Yeah, it's, it, but it works, does it, it not? It does work. It works. It, like Swift. Absolutely. <laughs> it's profound. Absolutely. You know, this is, no church is teaching that. Nothing. Anything I've heard and the ones I enjoy. And I'm, just so people know, the, the there are several that I have listened to. I had to stop on because some of them change a little bit. But the one that I listen to now and for a lot of years and it is fabulous teacher he knows the original languages he explains why it's written in english this way what it really means in the original uh, language and in the script and his name is joseph prince from singapore fabulous teacher preacher fabulous and and if he's come across something and realizes he was wrong in what he had said he'll say so and correct himself and not not try to sweep it under like like he's always been perfect and that's this whole podcast we're new at this but you know Brand what new yeah, the great news is, is we're doing something new. Stretch it. And, and I'm recommending people come to Lake Orion Television, take some of these classes, very inexpensive. We're talking under $100, and you too can be in a podcast of your own. Talk about whatever you wish, but my point is, is helping the animals. By helping the animals, I help the people. By helping the people, the animals get a better day. You know what I'm saying? So in this relationship you have, you want to give kudos to this gentleman? Oh, boy. <laughs> Want to bra- uh, brag on him a bit? Yeah, he just, well, we, um, yeah, he reached out to me, and um, it was a friendly thing. Or and, and how did he find you? Uh, on Facebook? A, no, a dating site. Oh, okay. But we were already friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We had been, I wouldn't even say f- we were friends in real life. We were acquaintances mm-hmm. uh, in the permaculture realm. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of mutual friends, and I'd see him at events, but that was about seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, his daughter was about six months old, and now she's eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Great age for a child. Yes, and there's a six-year-old also mm-hmm. and a 15-year-old. Um, so, yeah, I I just thought it was a friendly thing, and bam. <laughs> was it, didn't, didn't you tell me that um, the way it turned into not a just a friend thing is that he, he brought it to light that he was interested? He did. That's, you know, men be vocal about he what did. you're wanting, you know, and if it is, if it's just a play thing, say so, because there are women who will play. But if you're looking for commitment and the, and this woman is interested in that, I mean, because there are women that don't want commitment. You know, people need to just speak their truth and enjoy it for what it is. Please you know, good news, do. bad news. We're not running out of people. We are not running out of people. There's no, it's like these you know, uh, mechanics and doctors. Who, I mean, there's a doctor that was pretending people had cancer and did not. I mean, there are a lot of sick people out there. He did not need to kill people. There are mechanics. I mean, cars are everywhere. You don't have to screw with somebody's car to get them to come back because another one's going to come in in about a hot minute. And the same thing with dating and loving each other. You know, they are everywhere. It's amazing. And just if they would speak their truth, everybody would have the you know, the quick fix or the, or the, you know, longevity or, you know, the part-time, whatever it is. But you don't have to be picking people that are married. I, I can promise you this. As a person who sees things, your soulmate will not be married to somebody. You don't have to take somebody from anybody. Your soulmate is not married to somebody else. 
your soulmate was single when you met him. He was unmarried. Correct. That's what I'm saying. He was freed up. He was, yes, he's, he's free. No, no. So, so you, he, he came over or you went out? Or? Well, I just, I invited him over kayaking. I mm-hmm. had bought that new house on the lake and mm-hmm. I just, you know, nobody was doing anything because everybody was so afraid of COVID and they were coveting. They were coveting, <laughs> which is fine. And I just, yeah, we, I've been coveting for about some, 35 years. Right? You're good at it. You're experienced. <laughs> I am. It was working um, for me. Yes. Yes. So yeah, he expressed interest in kayaking and I have three kayaks and I invited him over and we had a, we barely kayaked. We just really sat on the kayaks and talked. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at the end of the social evening, distancing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah, at the end of the evening, he said, is this a friend thing or a date thing? And I said, well, I thought it was a friend thing. And mm-hmm. he said, well, I'm calling it a date thing, and I want date number two. How cool is that? Well, like Not you waiting. said, you know, honest, direct. Right, right. The thing with him, his actions match his words. Right. I have had. Tell him there was a drum roll when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a beautiful it's so thing. It's true. It is a right. beautiful thing. And I've right. had a hard time finding that. I've had a lot of people be deceitful. And not even, but, but, not but even on you purpose. Know what, I, want, I want women to know. When, when, and it, it happens for men as well. But in this case, it's, it is really what women need to look at. When the man says, I really want to see you and really want to be with you, but you have to, as a woman, do the driving to go see him, you got the wrong hey. man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it took me a long time to learn that. I, I, tra- really I tried to help. I know. I know you wanted I to know. be the, the, there are people that think it's fair that both people do though. It's not right. It doesn't work. Nope. The man needs to hunt. Otherwise, he isn't hunting. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the actions, it, it, say some of the other things, I mean, that he, he brought up and well, he just, date number two, he sat me down, and I, I wasn't taking it seriously at all. I was drinking a Truly and, you know, just thinking <laughs> this is for fun. and Drinking a Truly. There's the message. Well, <laughs> I never thought about truly, that. Truly, right? No, I didn't either. Truly. Till, yeah, right? And he said, he said, I want you in my life. I'm going to make this happen. And I, you know. And then he did. And then he did. Right. And then he did. And, but, and the good news is, is you were, you know, open to it, calling it in, and it showed up in a healthy way. It, yeah, and the funny thing is, is when I did know him, when he was married and had a six-month-old, I had a huge crush on him. Oh. But, of course, I never right. did anything about that because right. he was married. Right. <laughs> so right. Right. it came and went, and then I just went about my life and kind of forgot all about him, and then he showed back up right. just at the perfect time. It's all about timing also. Well, it, I will say this. That is correct. But a lot of people will say, oh, you know, in God's timing, I've got news for you. If you're suffering, if a person is truly suffering, you know, or ill on your deathbed, bed, bird, what bird is dead? <laughs> your deathbed sounds like a book. <laughs> Made myself laugh. The, uh, so the, I, I, I love what things like that happen. So if you're on your deathbed, the, the timing is now. You know, this is the time to be all bent out of shape and talking to God as fast as you can, knowing he's got the answer. I have news for you. The God that I know, that everybody is aware of, is a God of life. He did not create death. But there is a scripture that backs me up, and it says that God presents before us, and the wording is God presents before you life and death. The next part of that sentence is choose life. 
These are options. We are a free will group. If you choose death, you're going to die. And the signs of it are buying a burial plot, getting life insurance, AARP. I mean, you guys can do what you want. But if you're going to anchor in for the benefits of getting old, you're also believing in aging and death. The only reason people believe in it is because it's everywhere. And so it's easy to say, yeah, I guess we, I guess we're, you know, we don't, no one knows when our time is up. You know, if you're choosing death and your time is any time, you're done. People say, you know, well, they, they have, they have things to do. Well, what do you, what is it you have to do? What exactly do you need to do? <laughs> what, what do you have to do down here? I mean, our, I got news for you. The reason to be here is to enjoy Give toast, testi- toasting. Give testimony to uh, God and what He provides. There is, there are, and I, I like to say this, you know, as much as I can, so people get what I'm trying to say here. What God provides, if, even if, even if people believe that the Bible is written by man, or that they've taken out uh, pieces of information or added to it, the last sentence in the book, because God guided it to me when, when, when guided me to it when. Um, I was bitching. And it says, anybody, because I really thought man wrote that book. It says that anybody that adds to this book or takes away from this book is going to get what I say in this book. If that doesn't clear your head, nothing will. So even if they took things out, there are core pieces of information that are in there to anchor into. And that is to choose life because there's an option that the body without the spirit is dead, which means that the body with the spirit is alive. It's the only thing to feed, to feed the spirit, that he will renew your flesh to the days of your youth even fresher, that these and greater things shall you do, said Jesus. So we can do everything Jesus did and greater things than those. Give a moment to think about what could be greater than what Jesus did. I mean, he said to be the Savior. I, I claim as my, as my Lord and Savior. What do I do? I know all the ins and outs of that. No, I do not. But I got news for you. Somebody sends me a life preserver and says you can do everything that God can do, and greater things than those. Well, amen, brothers and sisters. You know, like what could be better than that? And the idea is just the way you, Sarah, and others pursue their dreams: how to kayak, how to permaculture. The 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 very core of who you are and how great you are at the things you studied is the same thing with God. If you choose to read books about God, that's your business. But those are interpretations and opinions of others. If you go just to the core that I've just given you, it's truly all you need and anchor into it with all that you have. Every day, if, if God says he renews my flesh to the days of my youth even fresher, count me in. It is the only scripture I know where that's written because a lot of people coming, coming to me are fearful of getting old and dying. And that is in, the, the sentence is in Job, and that's spelled J-O-B, line, uh, chapter 33, line 25. Now, there are verses before and after that will give definition as to how you get to have your flesh renewed to the days of your youth. And then, so, the, so you can do everything that Jesus did. He's going to renew your flesh. Because I asked God, I said, I said, why are people dying? I mean, what's going on down here? You know, why are people suffering? And he told me. They're suffering because of lack of knowledge of him. And these core pieces of scripture that I've given to you, that he has given to my ear, happen to be written 
it gives me it gives me um, fortitude to send people to the Bible. I'm going to share with people, stay in the New Testament, because the Old Testament looks a little scary. New Testament is where Jesus is at. This is our lifetime. This is where we are. And so we get all that that has to offer. The, the Job is in the old one. So even in the old days, it said, you know, he, he will renew your flesh. If he's renewing your flesh to the days of your youth even fresher, you're not dying. Science doesn't even know why we're dying. I mean, they know people are getting sick, but they don't know why. And they aren't taught the things I know in order to teach or preach it. They're not allowed to. It's not in their, in their certificate of I'm a doctor. So it is, they know, people say, well, it's all in your head. Well, yes, it is. You know, lack of knowledge or knowledge of what? So like the things that you're offering, Sarah, on an earthly realm are healthy for the body. It also happens to feed the spirit because everything that you're studying is made of God. God created those things. And if we didn't have any of those things, we could still live and thrive. But that's really a stretch for people. I'm just saying it starts somewhere. If you want to live and stay in the flesh, the good news is, is as your flesh gets better and the more knowledge you have in any subject, you get it better at it. And so the good news, bad news for me is the more I know God, the more I can't get out of here. I mean, there's, there's no, I mean, I'm laughing because it is a joke. I mean, I've been trying to get out my whole life thinking, oh, if I just get old, I'll, I'll you know, that's one way out. You know what I mean? So, I, but you know, if I'm not leaving, then yeah, renew my flesh, buddy. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I, on some level, I think it's working. You know, I could look a lot older than I do. You know, and but age is a great thing. I mean, the numbers are. I mean, being an elder, are you kidding? I would never go back, never in a million years. So just anchor into the fact that at least co- contemplate that you can stay here in the flesh, healthy. That the only struggle, as you know God, if there is a struggle, is knowing that the other people don't know it and are struggling. And as you thrive, being debt-free, carefree, healthy, wealthy, wise, joy-filled, peace-filled, and looking around and nobody's listening. Now, nobody, you don't have to listen to me. They didn't listen to Jesus either. I mean, who am I? You know, I'm in good company. You know, he had 12 so-called friends around him. And all of them treated him poorly. <laughs> you know? So if you're struggling to find a good person or a good friend, just think Jesus couldn't either. And, and, and he, was, he was the best of the best. I mean, the, if there was a perfect stranger, he was it. A perfect stranger. You know, so th- thank you for letting me get that out there, Sarah. I, just, I think it's important that people are suffering, and they, they really... They don't have to. They don't have to. And That's, their animals... You showed and, me that, absolutely. And their animals are suffering at... at you know, desperately trying to tell their people, you know, that that they're trying to suffer for them and it's not it's just not their job. I mean, and if you if the one thing I recognized after, you know, God had told me, you know, why they were suffering and how they were suffering and what was going on, I mean, it was easy to see because I was I had to because of my own health concerns, I had to separate my, separate myself out from people because they were the stressors. And the, the more I had the animals around and what they were going through, the more I recognized what was happening. I mean, God was showing me, and the animals were too. And they are my fondest and greatest of teachers on the planet. You know, and, and, and now it's my turn to, to help them not suffer because it's not their job. And that's the whole uh, premise behind uh, New Ark Ministries. It, it isn't something I was looking for. The idea of preaching is not my cup of tea. It doesn't matter. To, I wish it did matter that people, you know, heard and received this message. It is my job to put it out there. 
whether people take it or not is, is their business. The same thing God says, here, I'm giving you some choices. I'm just letting people know. It isn't the next book you get to read or the next person that's going to save you. You know, you're already walking with it. You know, and, that's, and you're a living testimony to it right now, Sarah. Are you not? I would say so. Reaping the w- rewards. I mean, you were, even though you were pursuing and wanting and desiring and, and keeping it in the forefront of your mind, because that's how you reach a goal of any kind. There isn't a way that you could have done better about calling anybody into your life than what you've done. Brilliantly, I must say. No, I'm, I'm, I, am, I am beyond awe of you and how you, if people it truly watch you, because I'm, I'm a, uh, an observer, it's how I learn things and know things. I mean, if anybody could teach how to love, it would be you. Thank you. That's very sweet. You know, no, it's, well, it's true. If, if you could put it into a, you know, a, like a 12-step program for people, because <laughs> there are people that need that. You know, but I've watched you. I've seen it. You know, and I, I must be conjuring it up because I have to bat them off like, you know, <laughs> tennis balls. You know, like the, the men are everywhere, you know. But the right one is what matters. You know, and just because you pray for somebody, man or woman, you know, whatever the choice is a person has, and it shows up doesn't mean that Satan didn't bring that little sucker to you, too. I mean, watch. You don't have to settle for less than what is going to be perfect for you, whatever that means. Correct. You know, and if, if you don't like yourself, you know, don't, don't try to call someone in to suffer with the very thing you don't even like yourself. You know, take your time. I mean, you didn't have that issue, Sarah, but what you did have was a house you didn't want to be in, stuff you didn't want. And you purge that out so that you had room for the right person to come in. Same stuff. Different day. You know, it's, 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 it's priceless. So, the, uh, uh, Sarah, in the, um, the things that you've experienced that you thought, you know, if people only knew this in any, in any category, what, what would it be? I know I'm putting you on the spot here because no, there's probably okay. a lot, but just something I mean, that you thought, boy, if I, if I never do that again, that's a good thing. Well, I guess for me, like, just, just be kind, have grace. I can get along with anyone. I can find a commonality no matter who it is, where they're at. I can always find w- at least one thing in common with someone mm-hmm. to connect with that person on. Mm-hmm. And we need more of that and less of the opposition and the fighting and the right. you know we're all like you say we're all from god we're, right we're all the same right and if we could just find a little bit of that right i you know i, I just that's a beautiful thing i you know the i think the what because <laughs> i've told people that i might have told you too because you did start as a client and that, that i i can spot somebody that would uh, that I would want to be friends with and and see that it works out and and you're one of them and um, but out there in the average day there are people that I and I do like to help you know I'll ask total strangers is there anything you need <laughs> you want you know but I'm guided to do so with certain people and then like in one of the podcasts I indicated how I was able to provide a f- brand new roof for free for a gentleman that I did not know but that alone you know he thought oh that's boy I need her you know. <laughs> Just because I'm helping, and like you said, commonality, people say, oh, she really cares. I care to be helpful, but just because I'm kind doesn't mean I'm the one for you. You know, and, it, there, it, and I, I, this is not a mixed message on my part, but like you're saying, to, to find the common 
ground to allow people to be who they are. I'm going to share with you that, you know, I, I said this in another podcast that in a, in a reading I did for a couple of uh, gals who want to know about their brother, I could visually see this brother and he was stuck and they asked me, what is he? I said, he's stuck. And they said, what are you stuck on? And I reached into the reading myself and picked this little man up and it made a popping noise. And, and, and I laughed because underneath his feet was the word stupid. This man was stuck on stupid. And they, I thought they were going to wet their drawers. I mean, it was funny, but I have used it continually. And I recognize that all of us can be stuck on stupid and God loves us anyway. It's the ability to get unstuck and use God to get unstuck, that it is no one's fault for being stuck except for the person who is stuck. You know, people like attention, and sometimes they like it, and they get it in the worst way. That is Satan using those people to act out in a foul way in order to get the attention they're, discer- they're, they're discerning or that they need. A little glass of water here. <coughs> little Jesus water. <coughs> no COVID. So on, on occasion, you know, I need you to, to speak about being stuck with other people. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been stuck. <coughs> We've all been stuck a, a million times probably, but it's just a matter of just be you. You know, you said that earlier. Be you. Be who you are. Be authentic to yourself. <coughs> Do not – I've so many times I've offended <coughs> and I've swerved and I've mm-hmm. – moved in ways that I should not have to conform is probably not the best word, but to please the other person right? and <coughs> not myself, you know, when really I should have made myself happy first and then the right one would come in. <coughs> Identify that you are happy. Yeah. I you mean, know, and if you're not happy, what would make you happy? If it is another person that will make you happy, you're on the wrong path. Correct. There is it no, took me 40 right. years to realize that. It really Sometimes did. it's just another pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I know we've got to close down here pretty quick, but I want to thank you, Sarah, for <laughs> using your vehicle and us going down to, to, yes. to Kentucky to pick up a pig that Friends. ultimately we rescued from um, Georgia. Yes, that was fun. Oh, my gosh. We had so much fun. What a cute pig. I can't, I can't, I, I'm just, I want to... Um, speak to this whole pig thing. I didn't, I wasn't, uh, I had wanted a pig my whole life and chose not to do so. <clears throat> I ultimately met a, a woman who raised them. I did put $50 on this pig, uh, not on the pig, but down for the pig. <clears throat> I went out and got the food and the supplies and then realized, you know, I don't, I don't want to buy an animal. I've never bought an animal before. I'm not, well, that's not true. I bought a horse or two, <clears throat> but, uh, anyway, so I, so I, uh, told her she could keep the money and gave her the food and and she did ultimately become a friend of mine and uh but years passed and then I went to the doctors and I was called down and I told the doctor if I didn't have to go there I'm going to be upset because it's an hour drive into the city <clears throat> now I he did not call me in there for a pig he there was a diagnosis that he wanted to talk to me in purpose about and then um the lady putting me in the room said um uh how are your animals Lisa and I said everybody's great. I said, "How's your dog?" And he, she said, "Well, we have we have a new animal." And ultimately, her kids had gone out and bought a uh, a pig off uh, Craigslist. And I said, "But in calling it a micro pig, there is no such thing." <clears throat> and with this micro pig, they they hid it from their parents. And I said, "I said you you give your children twelve hundred dollars?" She says, "No, no, it was only a hundred dollars. Originally two hundred, and they only paid a hundred. I said, "That is not 
a teeny tiny pig. He said, she said, no, it is. It's, it's three months old and 11 pounds. So at least we know it's not a farm hog. They, all their friends were taking turns uh, taking it, and they were taking it to school and hiding it in different places. And <laughs> finally it was discovered in their bed. And, um, and I, I thought that was amazing in itself. And I, and I told her, I said, I've always wanted one. And she says, would you like it? And I said, yes. <laughs> There's a little bit more to the story because I did try to place it. I didn't want to be a person that took every animal. And the, the person that I had found that I thought would be perfect uh, backed out. And so I went home and gutted half my living room and put up a child gate fencing that I had just picked up from Salvation Army two weeks prior. I mean, isn't that interesting timing? So he had a 15 by 30 space, 11-pound pig. It was wintertime, I, I, February. And I, I uh, took this little pig home and put him in there. And, and uh, the next morning, I mean, my, uh, you, they should not be left with dogs and left alone with dogs, but uh, I did... My rescue dog, Lexi, is a poodle, and she, she was getting along quite well with him and dancing with the pig. That was cute. Uh, but the next morning, I had the pig on my lap, and I was looking out into the snow falling. Beautiful day, sunshine, and uh, tears are coming down my face. And I hear myself say out loud, how did I ever live without a pig? One of my fondest memories. I mean, I, I am so happy to have a pig. And in the house, I now have... How many do you have now? Five. I'm so blessed. Only five? Only five. Okay. And, and, and I think the last time we talked to you, you had three. Oh, yeah, I did. That's right. <laughs> I, I was... Busted. I, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just so thrilled. I, I just... I have to say that of all the animals I have, and I have exotics as well, somehow having a pig in my house is so right. <laughs> now, the man that's out there that may be my partner. He's is got to love pigs. In the house. Yeah. No, that's that's what I'm saying. She's putting it out there, I people. Put, well, I have put it out there. And I told God, I said, listen, don't let me mess this up because I, I, romance is lost on me. I, I want people to understand something, is that I treat men and women similar in that I pay for lunches. I hug the women as well as the men. You know, if if I don't know what the difference is, because I'm not dating women. I'm not. I'm not saying people shouldn't. I'm not. I'm. I. I have no dog in that fight. But as men go, you know, men will treat me nicely, and somehow they think they're dating me. You know, if I haven't held their hand or spent the night, or dare I say, bodily fluids of some sort are going around. <laughs> You know, I'm not dating you. You know, if I'm not calling every day or you're just hanging out with me, that there's no dating. I'm just, we're friends. I mean, I, I like men as friends also. But there are certain behaviors that, you know, God would not bring certain types to me. And, I, and I, it doesn't mean these men can't be doing those things. Just not in my life they don't get to. As a friend, they can do those things. As a partner, not so much. And in fact, not at all. So I'm I'm pretty hardcore with what I expect. Yes. And the good news is, is I'm happy as a single person, but I, it's going to have to be real obvious because I'm not seeing those nice behaviors as a, a hunting technique. I mean, I, can you weigh in on that, sir? Before you know, we stop here because how is that? Why would I, as a female, take these nice behaviors as an interest in dating? If I'm doing this with everybody I know, like you said, be nice. 
if I'm being nice to other people, I mean, I'm, I haven't, well, there are some women that misunderstood. <laughs> Had to set them straight. But, I, you know, I mean, I just, uh, you know, I don't understand what's, you know, like this gentleman that you have said, I'm interested in, in you in my life. Yep. When does that start? You know, I mean, these people, if they could be a little more direct so I could say yes or no to it. Or let me, in fact. Well, but that's rare. I feel like that's rare. Well, it's a shame. It is a shame. It's a shame that people don't believe in themselves. Right. Say what they mean, mean what they say. It's, it's, it's a sickness. It is a sickness. Good for you. That, that's, an amaz- that's an amazing piece of information. Because the, 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 I, I'm stri- pretty straightforward and it's scary to people. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I did. There. Oh, what time is it? We're going to have to close down okay. here. I, I see him looking. The, um, the yep. The, uh, I do want to say that a, a man did come up my driveway. <laughs> and then it, it, and he, he had goosebumps when he got out of the truck. I didn't know the man. And, and he says, I need to know who you are. And I said, I said, why is that? And he says, and he showed me. He's got, you know, on his neck and all down his arms. And he says, who are you? I said, no, it's, it's my property. <laughs> you know, it's like I've got, I have a magical place, you know. You do. And, and it's because I don't allow just anybody to it. You know, I, I go out and, and socialize and come home to the magic, you know, and there, there has to be magic and, and the person, you know, liking himself, doing right, not misstepping, not on purpose anyway. You know what I mean? I mean, people who abuse themselves and know they're doing it, a habit, you know, that's, it's, just, it's just you're not feeding the spirit and or the body right. Well, the minute I started loving myself, <clears throat> believing in myself, and doing the things that I love in my life. Amen. That is when everything changed for right. me. Right. And it just keeps getting better and better. Right. And don't better. do the things you don't like to do. And if you are paid to do things you don't like to do, then find something else because you know what? Somebody else wants that job. Well, and I've had, I, I tried to do every single side business. I tried to be my own boss about a hundred times. Right. And my, my mom. My wonderful mom, she finally said to me, she said, you know, you might just want to get a nine to five job and do all the fun stuff right. on the side. And she was absolutely correct because 100. I'm not a boss lady. Right. I am not. I am not. I stopped. The minute I stopped being, you know, I am controlling, no doubt, because I know, but I know what I want and right. I can help people. But in people that are wayward, I'm going to, you know, you shape up or ship out. I, and, and I don't mean about towing the line. I'm just, you know, you just don't come in. I mean, I, I had uh, um Karen came over to my property and sat in a chair and had butterflies all over her. You know, and she says she, she, she could hardly believe it. I said, this is, this is my life here. You know, it's magic. It is magic. You know, but that's when, how I feel about my life now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful, I really thing. do. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, share with people again about the uh, prayer line. If someone is concerned about something and they don't think they're getting uh, enough or swiftest response from God, to feel free to call this line, leave your first name and what you're concerned about. I'm more than willing to present it to God and put it in his lap because he is the only one with guarantees. And that phone number is 810-724-3223. Okay, I, I got this. They're already calling. <laughs> They're, call me, call we haven't me now. This. They're already calling. <laughs> but thank you so much, Sarah. I do hope you'll come back on the show. You've got so much to offer, and I'd, I'd love to present you out there as the teacher that you are. Thank you for having me. I was so nervous, and I hope, you know, I'll continue to get less and less nervous. 
Well, talking um, is a, is is easy for me, but making it cohesive, pulling it all together, and making sure it's you know something for the public to to learn. I do appreciate uh, the fact that you let me interrupt to get those teaching yeah, moments absolutely. in there because it, the whole thing really is to be able to get some information out to the people for free. They can certainly book appointments, you know, with you and or, or with me. They can reach us through the New Ark Ministries Facebook page, Messenger in particular. the uh, The phone line is strictly for prayer, and uh, we look forward to serving the people and because we serve God. I love you guys. Take care. <laughs>